My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe that you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In today's hot seat session, I have a candid conversation with community member Eva Yuma about the realities of working in the entertainment industry while also trying to maintain her health and her sanity. As Eva asks to frame our conversation, am I even built to do this for a living? The short answer, Eva, is that none of us are built for this. Listen in to learn more about the various strategies that I shared with Eva to help her build healthier habits that will allow her to build a more sustainable and enjoyable career in the entertainment industry. If you find these sessions valuable, we're gonna be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are gonna be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday session with Eva Yuma, made possible by our amazing sponsors, Evercast and ErgoDriven, who are going to be featured just a little bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder, to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. Eva, it is so good to see you. 
it has been a while. So I've uh, I've missed you, and I know that you've been super super busy. Um, but catch me up on what's going on and what your hot seat topic is for today. So I've I'm in grad school, uh, but I also work freelance as an editor and assistant editor, and I actually got a really great job through Optimize through the Optimize community, which was kind of amazing. It was really That's awesome. I didn't even know was, about that. I know it was through Barry Winter, so that was really great. And it was like one of, you know, I got to work with people in LA. It was like a, a, one of the first jobs that I got that was really like professional. And and I was really proud of myself because I'd killed it. Like it, it went really well. The only problem was that I had just come off of other jobs. It was very quick turnaround. I was working like 15 hour days. I was kind of like a zombie where I, I was just waking up and going straight to it. And kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like I'm kind of reactive to problems that ra- arise instead of thinking about it or about how I can plan it. I kind of just do it. And whoever, you know, whatever problems that people have, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do it now. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway. You, you but don't anyway. need to explain it, by <laughs> yeah, the way. You I'm kinda... sure ever, but basically what you've described is everybody's first hazing experience in the real world of post-production. Right. We all and, get it. We require and, no further context. <laughs> and my my thing is like, I, I, I'm, I was very, very proud of myself for how it turned out. But then the fallout from it was so bad that I'm like worried that, Am I not built for this job? Like, am I, 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 am I, is this going to happen every time? Or is there something, you know, that I can do? Well, I know that there are, that I wasn't doing everything to kind of maintain my own, you know, mental health. So I know that I've learned a lot from that experience, but I'm still kind of like, how do I, you know, yeah. How do I avoid that? And then now I, because I sent that cut to my professor, who's a kind of a well-established doc editor in New York, I, I got another job through it. And this one, I'm also kind of don't want to screw up. So I'm like, I already feel that kind of pressure of like, oh, I don't want to screw this up. So I'm going to like work really, really hard. And no matter what, I'm going to do it and it's going to be great. But then I don't want to go into that hole again. And then meanwhile, I have getting my MFA. This is my final year of an MFA. You know, I, I also have another job on the side. So finally climbing out of this crazy thing and I'm ready for this new job, but I'm just, I want to be, I, I want to be ready, but not killing myself. That's, I don't know if that's too broad, but that, that's kind no, of where I am. Let, right let's now. put it this way. No further explanation is necessary. <laughs> I very much understand. Uh, The first thing that I want to point out that I think is really important that I have a feeling is something that you've realized is now a a real fear of yours, which is you said, am I built for this? And I'm going to give you a very clear answer to that. No, you're not built for this because none of us are built for this because we are human beings and human beings are not built to spend 16 hours a day in front of computers for seven days a week. So that's the really short answer. Nobody is built for this. The expectations and the conditions and the deadlines and everything else are all inhuman. That's just the way that this industry is structured, which is frankly why I have a business. 
because I went through exactly the same thing that you did where I came out. It wasn't while I was uh, in uh, MFA. I wasn't a master's student, but other than that, I was, you know, very similar age. Like, you know, I had come out of college. It spent a couple of years really pushing myself hard to, to work in the trailer industry, build up some credits, win some awards. And then I decided I want to transition into being a feature editor. And I started all over from the bottom. I was making next to no money. I made more money as an assistant editor than I did as an editor cutting indie features. But it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to build that experience of long form narrative and start building credits. So I was 25 years old in amazing physical shape. I was going to the gym four or five days a week doing yoga and martial arts and all kinds of stuff. And then I started working the, the schedule that you're talking about, where it was 16 hours a day for minimum six days a week. I had a stretch of about, I don't remember anymore, but it's at least two to three months without a day off. Seven days a week, 16 hours a day with a director sitting behind me that was very demanding. And I got to the point where I could not function. I literally couldn't function. I couldn't wake up. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't take out the trash or do the dishes or anything else. And I asked the exact same question. This is what I wanted to do my whole life. Is this all that there is? Is this just what it is? And it isn't. There are a lot more options out there. But one of the things that got you into this position is a very, very, very dangerous word. Yes. Yes is a really dangerous word. And what I found through years of research and talking to experts and kind of like my own experimentation and now having this group, and I just, by the way, had this verified by one of the world's foremost experts in this uh, topic, which, by the way, Debbie, you're going to learn about in the interview that uh, you set up with me with uh, Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar. But I asked him a question that I wanted to ask the world's foremost expert or one of them for years. I said, I have a hypothesis that I've been putting together that has not been verified by any other experts out there. I've never read this before, but I firmly believe that the root cause, the bottom root cause origin of burnout is simply a lack of setting proper expectations. And his response was, I've never heard it put that way before, but you are absolutely right. What got you in this position was setting the expectation that I should be able to do this because that's what it seems like everybody else is doing, right? Yes. Yes. I I think you're right. And I think it's like a, um, I can do it. Like it's physically possible, but is it really, is that really, should I do it? Is it, is it sustainable? And I also, yeah, I also have this thing of, I don't know, because I did that, you know, the obliger versus, and I have a super obliger mentality, I think, where I really want to, I think that's probably why I'm an editor or an assistant editor. Like I, I love, you know, collaborating. I love helping others. But then when it comes to myself, I'm like, it's, it's very hard for me to kind of make that time to be for self-care or, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't prioritize that. Cause I'm like, well, whatever, I don't need to do that right now. Or, but what now I'm realizing that that's probably the most important thing so that I can do all these other things, you know? My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. 
But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately, or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's interview. The, the reason that, that this course and this program exists is exactly that. Yeah. What you're experiencing is obliger burnout. You're yeah. getting to the point where, I, l- let me guess if you've had this uh, thought in your head before. Oh, I'll take care of myself uh, when hiatus comes. When hiatus comes, I'm definitely going to get healthy. That's when I'm going to start eating well and I'm going to sleep again and I'm going to exercise. I don't have time for that now, but I'm definitely going to do that when I have my next hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> the trap you're going to fall into, and I can already see it happening, is that people are going to love working with you and you're going to be really good at what you do, which is going to become a curse. Because you're yeah. always going to put others first and that hiatus is never going to come, ever. Yeah. So as an obliger, it's very difficult to put yourself before others. But the only way to make this sustainable so you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve is putting yourself first. And not on the weekends or once a month or between jobs. You have to put yourself first so you can serve others better. Yeah, that's the, that's the only way that this is going to work and be sustainable. And it's going to take time for you to learn what should I say yes to? What should I say no to? What am I capable of? And what you want to do is find the sweet spot where you're able to give the best version of yourself and set yourself up for success instead of failure. Yeah. The misnomer is people believe that what you're going through is just paying your dues. Right. It's just, it just is what it is. And there's a part of that that's kind of sort of true. At your age, where you are in your career, you're just going to have to grind it out. 
Right. Like I could, I could say, well, I say no to, to more opportunities that I say yes to. And I'm very picky and I'm very choosy and I want to spend time with my kids. And it's like, well, yeah, must be nice. You've been doing this for 20 years and you have big name shows on your resume. I get it. You and I are in very different positions in our career, but you have to start developing the skill of saying yes versus saying no, understanding how to set an expectation for what's going to put you at your best versus what's going to put you in a position where you're great for everybody else. But then for months on end, you just, you have to say no to everything because you're burned out over the yeah. long haul. That doesn't make sense. And it's not sustainable. Yeah. And I, and I think that's true. And I think also it needs to be built into a daily habit of like, even if I'm working a 16 hour day, that doesn't mean I can't take five or 10 minutes to, you know, go for a walk or, you know, do something. It doesn't have, you don't have to be on for 16 hours. It's probably not even possible. You know, it's not productive anyway. So it's I think absolutely and, not productive. And, science, yeah, science proves that. Exactly. And I'm, and I, I've heard you talk about the hyper-focus thing and that's a huge problem for me where I, I have a very difficult time just shutting off my brain. Like my, my boyfriend will walk in at like 3 a.m. Like, what the, what are you, you're still, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just have to, you know, the thing. And then, you know, it'll be a few more minutes. <laughs> and my eyes are all crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm good. Just one more note. Just <laughs> exactly. one more note. Yeah. And it's like probably not even something that's that, you know, urgent. But, you know, so I'm really trying to, and this, this course has helped me kind of realize that because I didn't, I don't think I really even, I thought that was a good thing. I thought it was like a positive thing. I thought, oh, I finally found something that I can actually, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like a lot of subjects in school, but finally I found something that I can really um, pay attention to and I'm good at that. It's like, well, that could be a huge burden as well. So. Yes. What, what you're learning is the exact same lesson that I learned is that hyper-focus is both a superpower and a kryptonite. And right now, hyper-focus is your kryptonite. And you need to learn how to better harness it and turn it into a skill that becomes your superpower. Yeah. So most people come to this program thinking, oh, cool, I'm going to learn Trello and calendars and how to write a good email. And what not everyone, but almost everyone says the same thing at the end of 12 weeks. What I got out of this is awareness. I'm yeah. aware of things that I was not aware of before. And that is something you're never going to be able to turn off. That's not, you, that, that doesn't just go away. It's not like if you decide that you don't want to continue forwards with this program and in four weeks, the awareness disappears. That's a switch that can't be unswitched. And that's a really, yeah. really powerful thing. But when you first turn on that awareness, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Because you're like, whoa, I didn't realize any of this was going on, but you can't make any change without being aware of what the problem is. So now you're aware that that hyper-focus is to your detriment and not to your advantage. However, if you just learn to tweak your behaviors and you figure out how to turn it into your superpower, you're going to be unstoppable, which yeah. brings me back to your original question. And I think you've already answered it. You might not realize it, but you said, I just want one thing. Just give me one thing. <laughs> thing that I can do by the end of this call. And you've already answered it. Do you, do you know what your answer was? Oh, crap. Uh... Was anybody else listening? She gave, <laughs> she answered her own question. Did anybody else hear it? She said, I don't have to work for 16 hours a day straight. I could just, 
I don't know, take a break, take a walk. (laughs) So what if we start to learn how to manage our focus better by scheduling two or three small breaks during your day and walking away from your computer? That's it. Don't start an exercise program five days a week. Don't resolve to get nine hours of sleep every night starting tomorrow. Don't say I'm going to throw out all the crap in my pantry and I'm going to eat impeccably. I just want you to schedule one or two breaks during your day where you force yourself away from your computer and technology, meaning don't decide I'm going to listen to podcasts or make a phone call or whatever. Just get away and let your brain take a break. Yeah. Okay. That's doable. I think I can do that. It's not, it doesn't. That's a great first step because I don't, it's not like, oh, you know, you have to do start this huge exercise program. As you said, it's a good baby step or so that's awesome. So that's Ooh. not actually the first thing you need to do though. Oh, okay. What's the first thing you need to do is you actually need to put it on your calendar. Okay. And commit to it. So the breaks are not your first step. The okay. first step is deciding when the breaks are and committing to them. Okay. So between now and the end of the day, where can you take one minimum 15, ideally 30 minute break where you can get away from your computer and just let your brain breathe? I think between 1.30 and 2. And what are you doing at 2 p.m.? I'm working. Be more specific. It sounds like Uh, you're either asleep (laughs) or you're working. That's basically been your life. So be more specific. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. I work, I work in a film restoration place. So I'm, I'm assembling uh, digitized film scans in Adobe Premiere at two from, well, I blocked it out in my calendar, two to three 30. I'm going to be working on that. Excellent. I love the fact that you've blocked it out in your calendar. Well done. Yes. How much, how much creativity does that require? Is there any problem solving or is it just basically like an assembly line and pushing buttons? It's basically like, uh, we, you know, you have a digitized film scan and then we have a DVD reference because we're trying to, you know, restore it to 4k. So I'm looking at the DVD and then kind of reproducing that on the timeline. So it's not super creative. It's basically just reproducing fades and that kind of thing. Got it. Is there anything after this block for the rest of the day where you have a a form of creative task or a problem that you need to work through? No, not to, it's just that, that kind of stuff where I'm, it's tomorrow, tomorrow is when I have my creative, some creative endeavors, but no, not today. The reason I'm asking is I want you to experiment with something that's called Mm -hmm. productive meditation. Okay. What productive meditation is, is setting an intention for your walk. So part of my writing process, I actually, I I went extensively into what my writing process is block by block by block yesterday in uh, one of my small group calls. And Mm -hmm. part of my writing process is a walk in the morning for 30 minutes. It's not just a walk Mm. that's a break. I walk with the intention of thinking about what I'm going to write in my article. And then I just hit the record button. And I talk to myself like a crazy homeless man. I'm just walking down the street saying, all right, so um, I'm going to start with this. And you know what, this would be, I need to make sure to add this quote. And people are like, well, uh, what's up with that guy? But I record all of it. And then because it's an otter, which is the same uh, technology that I use for the hot seats, I have a transcription. So I've exported all the ideas from my brain and now it's in written form. And I take that 
and I put it into a mind map and then my mind map goes onto the page. So with that process, I'm, I was able to write about 3000 words in six hours. Oh my God. That's such a good idea actually. Cause I have to, since I'm in grad school, I still have to write papers. I have a huge paper due. Um, so if, and if you have something, post production, that would be good. I think like even for you, like, yep. Yeah. If you have a creative problem that you're working through, I want you to set an intention you're going to think about that problem while you're walking. And if you end up thinking about the bills you need to pay or this, it's fine. Let it happen. I don't want you to think, no, I'm only supposed to be outlining. Sometimes I'll do the half hour walk and I will transcribe nothing, but then I'll figure out, oh crap, I totally forgot to do this thing. But I just, I let my brain run free. It's it's called accessing the default network of your brain. And that's where creativity happens. So make it a productive meditation. And the idea is to come back feeling energized So you feel like I have some momentum moving forwards towards solving a specific problem. And by doing that, you're going to become addicted to those walks because they're so productive. And then you're not like staring at a blank page or a blank timeline kind of because you already have. I never stare at blank pages or timelines. I never allow that to happen because that's a giant waste of energy. So if I'm staring at something blank for more than two minutes, I get the hell away and I think through it until I have the solution. Wow. That's yeah. thank you. By the way, I've never heard of that. That is incredible. That's a great idea or that's incredible. Thank you. Well, there so you much. go. The other thing I want you to do, I want you to put that time block for the walk on your calendar today. I want you to take a screenshot of it and I want it in the accountability channel on Slack. Okay. We're all going to know right. when you're taking that walk and we want to hear how it goes afterwards. Okay. I will do that. <laughs> Well, it was a All pleasure right. to see you again. It's been a while. I'm uh, I'm glad to have you back and I'm glad I'm you made here. it through the worst and we're going to get you out of this. So Thank you. I'm here. You bet. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend, Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo Driven co-founder and CEO, Kit Perkins, talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. I'm into health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes. And man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I can just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding. And the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating. Unfortunately, as the years have gone by, every day getting out of bed, it's like, you know, two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps. And that... I thought you just sort of live with now. But yeah, once starting the collagen daily or near daily, it's just gone. So for us, job 1A here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed, 100% pasture-raised cows. And then the second thing, if you're actually going to do it every day, it needs to be simple. It needs to taste good. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase for that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off. 
with code OPTIMIZE, that's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash newstandard and use the code OPTIMIZE for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and my favorite product for standing workstations, the Topo Mat, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Topo. That's T-O-P-O. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.